Welcome to Business Talk Sister Rock. I'm Becca, and today's episode title is What You Need to Know About Having a Business Partner. And um, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, first of all, I recorded this uh, episode a, a couple weeks ago, and it, something about it just did not feel right with me. And so I am recording it again. And so this is my second run through on this. And I don't have all my equipment today, um, I'm doing it on the fly on the road. So um, you're going to have to bear with me for the audio quality. But honestly, when I started going over all of the different things that I'd written down about business partnerships, I think the really big thing that I was definitely convicted by after I finished the recording is that it wasn't, it wasn't real enough about my personal um, learning with business partnerships. Because I think part of it is that I want to be careful um, that I don't put anyone in a negative light based on my previous experiences. Uh, but at the same time, I feel that there's an important part of learning about business partnerships that I need to share. And so um, I'm going to try my best to do that honorably. But I wanted to make sure that I don't, I don't miss out on the actual meat of what I've learned in business partnerships that I really hope any person that's looking about or looking into becoming a business partner has in their back pocket um, to help evaluate what, what's going to be a good partnership in the future. So my first recommendation for thinking about having a business partner is really understanding that relationship and taking it seriously uh, because I think that there's been so many times in my life where I've just said, you know what, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to do this thing and this person really is interested in it, so we're going to do it together. But the reality is that maybe that person wasn't as invested in the idea or um, maybe we just had different visions and we didn't have a core game plan. And the times that I've done that or I've trusted the recommendation of somebody else about whether or not a person is a good person to team up with, it's really come back to, to bite me. One really big thing about that that I've learned is that you really have to get to know the character of a person if you're thinking about becoming business partners. And um, the, the aspects of do they follow through on what they say they're gonna do in their personal life? How are their personal finances? Because honestly, that's a huge part of if you have bad money habits, they're gonna transfer into other parts of your life, especially business, right? Because that's the same thing as having a personal bank account in a lot of ways, but you're doing it with other people. And um, what they're spending money on in their personal life really does reflect the things that will be valuable to them in a business that may not be valuable to you. And I think that that's really important because even just simple things, like I've been in situations where um, in a startup, people are saying, well, we should buy this really nice copy machine. And I'm like, well, we could just get copies occasionally when we need them from a facility that we're renting and pay 25 cents a copy. And right now I feel like we're only copying maybe 10 pieces of paper a month. So <laughs> I think that's a better investment, even though it may be technically more expensive um, in the short term because I'm somebody that likes to run lean as long as possible. But full disclosure in that, I'm also the business owner that ran an entire year of business without internet in my house because I was hotspotting off my phone and going to the library every day. So uh, I'm somebody that's willing to make those sacrifices because I know that I want to run as close to um, operations expenses as low as possible. And so I think those are really important understandings to come to with a business partner before deciding to team up because 
their perception of money or themselves even and um, what they need to wear and how they need to dress or what they need to drive can influence how willing they are to sacrifice for the sake of the business in a lot of ways as well because if they're used to a certain income every single month and you're saying well that that the business that we have is not going to be able to support that right away or maybe for quite a few years that is definitely something that you need to consider in a partnership that commitment level is huge Another area that I have learned, and this is something that I learned early on, even in high school, um, when I was in 4-H, uh, because I did a lot of stuff with 4-H about um, money management and all that kind of stuff. And you could see easily that there were some people within that program that really were against teaching about money management. And when we started getting down to it, um, one of the core reasons that I started seeing is because well, my parents um, got divorced over money and I don't want to have anything to do with those conversations. Or my, my family thought that this was not okay to talk about. So I don't feel comfortable having this conversation with you. And honestly, there's a lot of things about how we were raised and um, what role money played in our lives that influences how we will then act about money within business. And I think if you're looking at having a business partner, that is a huge thing that you need to really think about when you're, when you're looking at partnering up. What is this person's perception of money? How has it played a role in their life? And what does it mean to them? Another question I would ask is, what does this person's commitment level to their previous jobs look like? How have they been? Um, do they have a resume? Do they have references? And I'm going to say that, especially for somebody, some of, some of you are thinking, well, I'm thinking of starting a business with one of my best friends I've known all, all their life. That's great. You have a huge advantage um, to knowing the character of that person. But when you come across ideas for like a startup or something that could be profitable, um, you don't always have that to your advantage. So I really do think it's important to not just rely on the um, testimony of one or two people, but really dig into that person's work history and loyalty to a company, um, all of those different things. Because honestly, uh, I made that mistake before in having um, relying on the on the word of a friend, but only one friend, and I didn't dig into well, how long have you known this person for, and um, what do you have in terms of experience with them when they've been under pressure or all those different things. And that is another area that I would really recommend taking time to understand. What does this person look like under pressure? One of the very first jobs that I had um, coming out of high school, I worked at a summer camp. And the first couple weeks of camp as a director, um, we had to go on this big canoe trip and it was two days and I was thinking to myself why are we going on this canoe trip I do not want to do this I'm not great at canoeing I've never been canoeing for this long um, but we did and you know they only fed us rice and I had snuck some bacon <laughs> with but that's pretty much all we had to eat the whole time um, and I just remember being really excited at first, be like, you know what, we're gonna have a good attitude. And by the second day of just all day for hours on end, um, trying to coordinate a canoe with one other person, 
over rocks and all these different things and portaging. Um, I was physically exhausted and we didn't realize through this whole thing, we finally made it to um, the Lake Superior. We went down the Brule River, it was pretty crazy. Um, but when, when we finally made it there and we started talking about why we did that, um, one of the big things that they told us was, well, you're gonna be partnered with this person all summer long and we want you to see what that person looks like when they're exhausted and they have not too much left inside them. What, what are their tells of, okay, this person needs a break and how do they act when they're in a stressful situation and how can you guys um, support one another throughout the summer to make sure that those relationships can sustain over hard things that are gonna arise. And I do think that that's a really wise thing. I never even realized it at the time, but looking back now, I'm like, wow, I really appreciated that because I saw the character of my coworker and um, the partner that I had all summer long and knowing what that person needed so that they could have a break. And I think I also introspectively learned a lot about myself and what I do under stress. And quite honestly, there was a, a, a time where I needed to be alone and I went and sat in a porta potty sopping wet and cried my eyes out. <laughs> like, so, I mean, but we need to know where we're at in our own stress level as well and how we're treating other people in a partnership. So that brings me to the next thing that I think is really important uh, in, in partnerships is being, uh, knowing if the person you're choosing to work with is humble, teachable, and self-aware. Because I cannot tell you how many times I have seen, and my friends have also seen, business partnerships fall apart because of pride. And, and businesses stall out because of pride. And I think that, um, that's probably honestly the number one thing that wrecks business relationships and people don't like to admit it but that's common for entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs are the people that are trailblazing a lot of times and those are people that usually have the confidence enough to move forward but unfortunately that confidence can come with a lot of pride and um, that can lead to not being teachable in the partnership that I had with my sister Ruthie over this podcast over the last couple years, I will say that she's very good at uh, discerning if someone has a teachable spirit. And I remember there's been times in our, in our podcast even that we've interviewed people that um, we've had a business partners or whatever and we've just talked with them and I just remember a specific conversation where I was like, oh, this could be a really good resource for you or whatever. And my sister just kind of was like pushing me along in the conversation. And afterwards, she's like, there's no point in, in talking with them about that because um, they're not teachable. And that's unfortunate, right? That's really unfortunate, especially if you're trying to grow a business, because there's a lot of really wise business mentors that are willing to invest in you um, if you ask. But then that help only goes as far as your willingness to apply what advice they gave you. And for me, a lot of times I've had people come back to me and say, oh, well, I just was worried that you um, would be disappointed that I didn't do anything. I'm like, well, no, I, I appreciate that you went and researched my suggestions and if they weren't gonna work for your business, I totally respect that. However, I wanna know that you actually went out and did something with the information first. 
And if it doesn't apply, that's when you come back and say, hey, I don't think this is gonna work and here's what I'm thinking. And then that business mentor can brainstorm with you again. And so um, I think that that's a really important part of a partnership. Now, another thing that I think is really helpful to understand about a business partnership is your personality and that person's uh, personality. And I'm doing this as just two business partners. Um, this whole conversation so far has been that way. If you're looking at having more than one business partner, there's a lot more dynamics in that. And we're gonna get to those a little bit, um, but I'm gonna try to just talk about the personality first. So when you have somebody that you're looking to partner up with, those personality tests and all those different resources that are out there are gonna be so helpful for you just to understand where you guys can complement one another and where you're probably gonna clash. And a lot of times the things that you can compliment someone in because maybe they're, they're, you're the opposite of them um, can also be the place where you have the most conflict. And that's where you have to appreciate the beauty of that person's abilities and talents, but also recognize that you have some things back and forth that you're gonna need to work through. There's always gonna be conflict in any relationship. And as long as it's um, productive conflict, it can be a really good thing to moving your business forward. So now we're gonna talk a little bit about having more than one business owner. Um, in general, for, for any type of business partnership, I would recommend having an operating agreement uh, that has bylaws in it. And first of all, getting things in writing from the very beginning um, always is important to making sure that you're on the same page about the expectations. Because outside of pride, expectations not being met is another area where businesses really fall apart. And I think um, the expectation of how fast the business is gonna grow, um, who's responsible for what within the business, who is allowed to make financial decisions for the business on behalf of the business, I think those roles and responsibilities are so important in that, but then also understanding that there's two phases of business if you are a startup. Um, there's the, the phase where your roles and responsibilities are gonna be all over the place at the beginning, knowing that in the future you're working towards only having these roles and responsibilities. However, everyone's gonna need to jump in and do what they need to do to support the business at the beginning. And if you silo those roles too early, there's balls that get dropped and um, can lead to poor customer service. Uh, it can lead to a bad business reputation because someone says, well, that's not my job. And that can be a really dicey place to be. So understanding that there's different phases to business when you first start out that eventually once you get the cash flow to hire somebody to do the bookkeeping or whatever you're probably both going to have to do a part of that until you have the the resources and so understanding what those roles are and signing off on those things together is really important it's also really important because um honestly in my personal life i've had um a business partnership that I was a part of where there if we had not put in place an operating agreement of what needed to happen and who was allowed to do what um, it would have gotten really hard for me to justify hey this is in um, in violation of our company bylaws and this is not an acceptable a way to do business and if you're going to continue to do this I'm going to try to seek remediation with you because that's what our company operating agreement says we need to do 
Um, but if that is not successful, I have the right to bring this to court. And I think that that information is really important to have accountability in for people because it covers you as a person if you say, wow, this business is making a financial decision that could reflect poorly on me. And I can't be a part of that. That could damage my reputation. And having those safeguards to your own reputation is really important, quite honestly. And I think a lot of people don't realize that that is something that can happen. Um, I would also say too that um, going back to that aspect of the reason why the business partners are interested in becoming partners is really a huge deal. Um, there are some people that are interested in partnership just to be a silent investor. Even though they're um, a partner in the business, they don't want anything to do with the decisions or the operations. That's perfectly fine if they think that they're going to invest their money wisely. That's great. However, there needs to be contract information that's written up that says those things in it just in case in the future there's a decision that's made that that silent partner doesn't really agree with. Some other really helpful things to look at um, in, in terms of business partnerships is figuring out um, relationships of that person with, with others in their past. Honestly, relationship history overall is so important to understanding how that person's going to be uh, responding because if you have somebody that is incredibly skilled in um, social skills but when it comes to um, finances or something else they're just not gifted um, that's okay but it can be an area of contention where actually it's damaged marriage relationships or um, different think relationships with their kids even or whatever and so it's really important to know a lot about that person and how they function before deciding that you're going to go into business with them because honestly that's your livelihood your reputation and potentially your finances on the line associated with that person and that's why I say it's really important to take it seriously um, and then also too within that operating agreement um, it's really important to know how much percentage of the company each person has. And when I say that, um, I, I think that you should be evaluating what value that person brings to the table. And a lot of times when you meet with a place like the uh, SBDC or um, a business advisor or a lawyer, they'll ask you, well, what is each person contributing to the business as you're forming your um, business contracts? And when somebody, let's say, the thing that they're bringing to the table is capital. Great. But what does another person bring? Maybe they don't have the, the knowledge base, but they have the time. And if they're taught, they have all this time to be able to do that. That can be an, their value, their investment in the business. Um, I think it's important to assign value and then to assign accountability for how much um, work that person is required to be doing within the business to be compensated. Uh, because otherwise, I mean, I've seen this in family businesses where you can be on the third or fourth generation and you have aunts and uncles that are technically owners as a part of the business, but they do absolutely nothing for the business and they're on payroll. And that's not, first of all, ethical, um, but also completely um, draining the business's resources from being uh, able to move forward in a uh, agile way that can really limit the business's ability to make future decisions. 
And so I think those are huge things. Another area that I think would be helpful um, is coming down to the core values of the business and what the, the growth plan is going to be. Um, I've seen business partnerships where everyone's like, yeah, we're going to get this going and it's a side hustle and eventually it'll be full time, but not right now. And then one person whose vision is more excited quits their job. And all of a sudden, this whole business um, has to support that person financially because they quit their other job. And it's like, whoa, 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 we, we never decided on that together. Um, why are you doing this without our knowledge? And then coming back and saying, I need money to support my family. And, um, but they're really not putting a lot of return into the business to make the business grow. So those are huge areas that I've just personally seen lots of, um, lots of conflict over. And I think it's really important to consider before choosing a business partner. Uh, and then finally, I would say that um, for you as a person deciding to have a business partner, is it really in your best interest to have one? Now, when I first started um, the podcast, I wanted to be partners with my sister Ruthie because that was something I was like, I just cannot do this by myself. I'm a little nervous about it. I have my own personal anxiety. And honestly, it took me two years before we were finally like, okay, um, now we're ready to, to part ways. And that's a big scary thing for me in a lot of ways. I mean, this is honestly my second podcast recording by myself. <laughs> and hopefully you guys are sticking with me for this 20 minute monologue. But um, anyways, thinking about what are your motivations personally behind getting a business partner? Is it because you fear something? Or is it because you're truly gonna be more effective at running a business if someone else is doing it with you? I think those are really important things to evaluate because um, granted, if we make an unwise choice, there's time to recover, but sometimes it, it will benefit your relationships in the long run if you really dig through those questions first and foremost. Okay, so I'm going to move into the sister God portion of the episode, and um, <laughs> this is a story about one of my, my buddies, and I will say that um, he decided to um, buy out a business partner in a partnership, and in the process of that, um, he, dis he got kidney stones, and it just totally made the process like so much slower because he was in so much pain and all this stuff and I just felt so bad for him as he's trying to go through this stuff to say yeah I want to be able to take over this partnership and then they're like well are you going to actually be able to do what um, you're going to need to do physically um, and thankfully they passed and I'm so grateful that they did because that's that's a lot <laughs> to deal with, especially as you're trying to run a business or all that. Um, but yeah, those are things that are completely unexpected. And I think that that's another area in the gawk that I just was thinking about. I mean, there's so many times that I've heard stories from business owners um, where a business partner has passed away and they find out that the business is over um, a couple hundred thousand in debt and the other business partner had no idea or things like that where it's really like, wow, it's important to know the people you're um, working with, but then also too, it's important to plan for unexpected things because somebody could get in a, in a, um, a terrible health situation and is there overlap in the, or I guess another word for that would be redundancy in your training of what 
each business partner does? And also, do you have kind of a disaster recovery plan or even an exit strategy if somebody decides, hey, I'm not going to do this in the future? And I know that um, that can be hard to think about, but a lot of times people have different areas of their life that they want to do, right? They want to enjoy their grandkids or they want to have their own kids or all these different things that um, a business maybe could not allow them to do or at least a certain type of business. So I think those are all really good things to talk about and having those goals from the very beginning of what you want to do someday is, uh, I think one of my, one of my friends calls this your big, hairy, audacious goals. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's not something she coined, but I think those are important to have regardless of, um, if you're starting by yourself or with a business partner, because it can really help set the stage for where that business is going to go. If you have more questions though, about business partnership, feel free to reach out to me on social media, Business Talk Sister Gok. And um, also, if you enjoyed this episode, you should give me a review on Apple Podcasts. And we will see you next week.